Welcome to the Mothers You Know podcast. Thank you for being here. This is a place where we as women remember the spirit God gave us. We know how much we matter and we believe all things are possible to them that believe on this Savior Jesus Christ. Here at Mothers Who Know, we support the parents of young men in the Sons of Helaman and young women in the Daughters of Light programs at Life Changing Services. These programs provide therapeutic and mentoring services for youth struggling with depression, anxiety, self-harm, pornography, and any other unwanted or difficult behaviors. We offer parent support, training, and resources for mothers and fathers seeking the best way to support their loved one. Any mother is welcome to join in the Mothers Who Know classes support and training. You do not need to have a child in life-changing services to join in. We hope you'll join us. I am Karen Broadhead. I serve as the director of Mothers You Know, and I serve as the parent support specialist at Life-Changing Services. I invite you to join with me and other mothers from across the country in our Warrior Mothers Who Know online support and training group held every Tuesday at 10.30 a.m. Mountain Time. If you have a child struggling with pornography, depression, anxiety, or other difficult behaviors, you will find a safe and uplifting place to learn from other moms and learn principles and strategies to best support your loved one. Please go to motherswhoknow.org to find the online meeting details. We talk about difficult things here with the intent to shine light in dark corners and to eliminate isolation and shame. We are mothers with warrior hearts who are raising the warriors of this generation. We know we must learn to fight well for ourselves first. Then we can confidently support and cheer on our loved ones in the best ways. Welcome. Good morning. We are so glad that you're here. Welcome. All right. Good morning. I am... Karen Broadhead, the director of Mothers Who Know, and you are here this morning for our Stay by the Tree Messages of Hope for Moms. We are so grateful for this live webinar series and so thankful that you've taken your time to be here. I am so grateful for our sponsor, Life Changing Services. In 2007, I was in trauma and so sad because I was a mother who didn't know how in the world we got to such a tricky place with one of my children. And back then, Life Changing Services had a program that they just started piloting called Sons of Helaman. And now they have so many programs for the whole family. But back then, I brought my son to go to Sons of Helaman, and it was such a blessing. And so we want to make sure that you know about this company. So if you're in some trauma, not knowing what to do with some situations at your house that you need some support in, we hope that you'll reach out to us at motherswhoknow.org or lifechangingservices.org to just get more information and counsel with us on how we can help you with any difficult things you have in your life. So we want to make sure that you know about an incredible training that really helps moms to stay in a more peaceful, empowered place while they feel like, boy, are we growing a beautiful mess here. I've never stood here before and I need some assistance. Often we can feel like, oh, it's really hard and really 
really hurts. But when we have a new perspective underneath how Heavenly Father has, pre has facilitated a plan that works in a mess beautifully and know how to reframe that in our minds together, we want you to come and find out more about how to be more peaceful in a storm with us at our free eight-week mom power training series. It's the most valuable free thing you'll ever get, I think. We want to explain to you why we call this our Stay by the Tree webinar series. And we love this as our logo representing your hand as a mother, a woman, in all the stewardships that you love with your heart connected, mostly this big heart for doing your work for Jesus Christ to support his work. Because in our work, we're grounded, centered, and rooted in Christ. So we can beckon from the tree. This is why we call our webinar series Stay by the Tree and why Stay by the Tree is our motto at Mothers Who Know. As mothers, we understand the worry and fear we can feel, hoping to make sure our loved ones find the Savior. The name of this webinar series, Stay by the Tree, comes from the scriptural account of the Book of Mormon of a beloved parent and prophet, Lehi, commonly called the Tree of Life Vision. The vision beautifully depicts that the best place for us to stand while beckoning to loved ones on their journey is right next to the Savior. Lehi beckons, invites, speaks with all the feelings of a tender parent and sometimes even calls out in a loud voice. Yet he never leaves a tree. He never forces others to him, just invites, standing safely by the Savior and partaking of the fruits he generously extends is the best place for us to feel peace and hope, even in the middle of hard. So, yes. To so today, I just want you to know that beautiful thing that I read is something that BJ wrote. BJ Hill, our message of hope from moms. She's here to present to us today tips from the trenches, finding hope in the middle of heart. And I want you to know, I'm going to try not to get too emotional because I really like BJ. And that's what I do when I really like people. I just cry about it. <laughs> so BJ is such an awesome member of our Mothers Who Know team. And we've been hanging out for years here at Mothers Who Know. And so the tips from the trenches, I loved it when she said that was the name of her presentation. Because we have been in the trenches for a while together, and I know that you can trust her experience and her heart. She's such an incredible lady, just full of joy and humor with this incredible gift that reaches just with her voice and her generosity of spirit out to other women in a loving, kind way that also makes them feel safe and have a greater capacity to consider themselves where they're at and that it's gonna be okay. She's our outreach caller at Mothers Who Know. So if we specialize in supporting mothers who are in trauma because of a very difficult situation that they weren't expecting in their house or that they've been working on forever and maybe lost a little bit of their 
divine purpose and identity? Well, BJ is such an incredible resource, just the way she cares and loves. And as you can tell, even by the way she expresses herself in writing in that beautiful wording of our stay by the tree explanation, she's so wonderful at understanding a mother's heart, a woman's heart, and helping us to be more safe, looking clearly at ourselves where we're at so that we can access the spirit and the love of the savior and figure out how to get where we want to be. I love her and her beautiful family. She has five beautiful children. BJ lives in Morgan, Utah with her good husband, Brian. They, they have five children, one daughter and four sons. Her two youngest sons still live at home, watching things grow, weeding the yard, Genuine conversations and walking with friends are a few things that fill her bucket. BJ gets a kick out of being silly and playing practical jokes. She loves shows like America's Funniest Home Videos and repeatedly asks the family if they'd like to watch the, the hilarious movie, What About Bob? Uh, like all of you, curveballs in life and in parenting are part of her story. They have brought her fear pain and discouragement and also brought her to the savior. And so now with lots of love and appreciation, I am going to turn the time over to you, BJ. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Karen, for that super generous, just words and so kind. I just appreciate just the unique, awesome opportunity that we all have of being able to be in this spot and learn from each other in this way. I just love the, the technology piece and how it can be used as such a blessing. And I just want you to know that you women who are here today or who are listening later have been just such a part of my prayers for several weeks now. And I just have felt like several ideas have surfaced and, and piece by piece been added to some things that I wanted to share today. And I just want you to know that I just hope that some of those things will be beneficial. And just, I have lots of confidence in the spirit that the spirit fills in gaps and helps things come to your mind that will help you in your own situations. Just really grateful for that sweet opportunity to be thinking about you and praying for you. And, and I'm grateful for the help of the spirit. So I just wanted to also just give a little shout out to Mothers Who Know and some of those resources that are available there. They've been such a, a blessing and strength to me. I have just loved learning from, you know, and linking arms with lots of you and appreciate Karen just organizing this Christ-centered gathering place for women who, who are in the trenches and so just invite you to go there, motherswhoknow.org, and use some of those resources. There's so many free, awesome things, and they help people, and grateful for that. Um, God's in good stuff. That's what, that's what I say. So being in the trenches just it implies that there's a war going on. You know, there's something to fight for. There's stretchy things, amazing things. Those are the kind of things that happen in the trenches, and really hoping to be, I'm hoping to be real and relatable. I so appreciate that when people are like that with me, 
but also my experiences and some of the places that have brought me the most growth and learning are also other people's journeys. And so, and much of parts of their journey are still private to them. And so I want to honor that as well. So I'll just try and juggle the best I know how to be real and also be respectful at the same time. I did want to just share, I want to share a couple pictures with you as we get started. So this is a picture of our family from a few weeks ago and everyone's all coordinated and trying to have our hair done and be dressed and, and have a photographer with a good camera and stuff like that. And it seems like everything's just smooth and wonderful and no bumps in there. Right. And, but I also want to just tell you about an experience that happened a couple of years back. And since I was just a teenager, I've had a bridge in my mouth. So three of my front teeth are part of a bridge, fake teeth, because I had a missing tooth that never, I had a tooth that didn't come in. And so at that time they would drill down the two teeth by the sides of the missing tooth and put a bridge on, you know? And so that's just been something that's been great. Glad they had that. Glad they could do that. But a couple of years ago, that bridge started to bother me. It started to hurt. And so I went to the dentist and thought maybe I'd have to have a root canal or uh, maybe I would, they'd have to replace the bridge, you know? And so I went there, they, they took it off. And what they found was there wasn't going to be enough of any teeth, those little spikes that were left underneath my bridge to be able to support a new one. And so I left the dentist office and they made an appointment just a little bit later at, with a periodontist who happened to be my kind neighbor who worked his schedule and helped me be able to get in that day to, to pull those teeth out and start the process of dental implants. And so a bone graft and just posts and then the implants and lots of healing in between that. And so as I sat in the the dentist's office or in the parking lot that day, waiting for a chance to come in. Here's me and my, it looks like I'm smiling, but I'm really just trying to see what my teeth look like now. <laughs> and you can see there's just a tiny bit of a tooth left and my face is still kind of swollen and, and drooping from some of the, the shots to numb my mouth. And I just, as I looked in the mirror in, in the car, I was just like, wow, this is kind of shocking. This is not what I wanted to do. This is painful. And I just felt like, what are people going to think about this? Are people going to still see me the same? Am I, I kind of felt a, a jolt in my confidence. And I just was surprising to me that these little tiny white things could kind of mess with my confidence and cause, you know, cause such a change in how I was feeling. And so I just, I share that picture and a little bit of that story, just because I feel like, you know, we have holes in stuff, right? Things are broken and sometimes it's painful. We don't, we didn't want that. We, we don't want to face that or deal with that. And I found as I went through, you know, it took about a year to get to the process of the implants being finally um, ready in just several times I, I wouldn't have teeth in the mornings when I woke up or periods while I was waiting for that little, I had a little retainer with some teeth put on it and that was kind of helpful, but hard to talk with. And anyway, I just, 
I just say that because that um, process was so beneficial for me to look at myself and to look at the holes that are in things, you know, holes in our relationships or our parenting or our spousing and neighboring or holes in the hopes that we have had for things. And, you know, what I found is sometimes you really can smile, right? Right in the middle of that. And sometimes it still hurts. And the one thing that I love is that Christ specializes in broken stuff. Like we can find a joy and a peace right in the middle of heart because of him. So I was a little bit miffed that I, after I committed to, to sharing a message today, I'm like, gosh, we're going to be almost to Christmas. What was I thinking? You know, like this is going to be tricky to do. And I just have felt it's such been such a blessing to focus on him. And I just really appreciated that. So I just want you to know that you're not alone. If you feel like there are holes in things or there are broken things. So just to share just a tiny bit of, to help you to understand me just a little bit better and hopefully relate to you with my own children and my siblings and my husband's siblings, we, we know a little bit about, you know, quite a few things we know about, we know about addictions and substance abuse challenges and mental health struggles. And we know about severed relationships and people choosing different than church or their faith. And some of those you might relate to. And I just want you to know you're, you're seen, you're not alone. You might have some other things that are a little bit hard. So I wanted to share just a few tips that other people have shared with me or that I've learned along the way with heaven's help that have been so helpful to me. And the goal is just to put the spotlight on heaven's help and I love what president Benson said that like men and women who turn their lives over to God will discover that he can make a lot more out of their lives than they can. And I just believe that so much to be true. So let's just, I'm going to just go through these tips. So the first tip, the first tip for that I wanted to share was called cut the cord. So I just feel like sometimes we accidentally have this tie between our happiness and our success and the choices of other people or the ones that we love. And sometimes we forget that we can, we're supposed to let people worship how, where, or what they may, if they choose that. And that includes our kids. And also it's their journey. We have a special part to play as mothers in our family but they get to choose their path and their journey. That's so important. We can't even pray away another person's agency. It's so important. And so I also realized that it doesn't have to be my story to be happy. I remember there was a young man that returned home from a mission and he was just a couple of days apart from my son as far as their birthdays and their age. And we'd just grown up with these people. And when he returned and spoke in church, I remember thinking, we failed. We've, we flopped on this, you know, kind of stung. And I just remember thinking, you know, the truth is we haven't failed. You know, we are working the amazing plan, Heavenly Father's amazing plan. And 
that this man got this young man got to serve a mission and have that neat experience is a win for the world. It's a win for the world. And I can just embrace that as and it doesn't mean that I'm not winning or that I have failed if that's not part of my story. So I just appreciate that thought, you know, as we think of Mother Eve and Soraya and even Heavenly Mother, would we even dream of saying that they failed? I mean, that's ridiculous. So let's be careful with that tie that sometimes we can accidentally put between us and other people, you know, live in the dream. We not only can't, you know, but we don't even have to save people. The, the Savior has that job of saving people. And so trying to make sure that people do or don't do certain things is, you know, signing up to be miserable. I love how I've learned that and lots of those pieces have kind of been hit home with the mothers who know resources. I'm so grateful to have found those. Those helped me so much. So I didn't think that I was trying to be the savior. If someone would have said, you're trying to be the savior, I would have said, no, I'm not doing that. But I realized that in my mind, I was thinking, I've got to fix this. I've got to make sure. I've got to send lots of stuff. I've got to keep preaching. I've got to keep pounding it in. I've, and definitely, I, I do want to stick close with the spirit and try and follow those promptings. And I definitely care. There's no doubt about that. And just love so deeply but I'm not in charge of saving people. It just takes a load off my shoulders. So, all right. So the next tip that I wanted to share is to catch lies and correct them with the truth. So this is a big mothers who know topic. And it's been just so awesome for me because I never realized how personal that Satan's attacks and efforts are, how personal they are. I could say, oh yeah, I know that um, another name for Satan is the father of all lies. And he's probably lying to people and like the ones that are in jail or doing super bad stuff, but I never realized the personal attack. So I love this, what Elder Club and Gat said, he said, this is in approaching the throne of God with confidence. And he said, Satan will seek access to your heart. I have this one on the back of my door in my closet. It says Satan will seek access to your heart to tell you lies, lies that heavenly father is disappointed in you, that the atonement is beyond your reach and that there's no point in even trying that everyone else is better than you. And a thousand variations of that same evil theme. So I just love this kind of calling that out. I just am so grateful for that, that clarity on that. And also elder Cornish, one of my favorite things that elder Cornish said when he spoke in conference several years ago was that heavenly father will love and correct, but never discourage that that's Satan's trick. And so definitely we will. And when we seek his heavenly father's help, he'll help us to course correct and maybe stop doing some things or start doing some things that will help to bless us and bless the lives of other people, but it will never be in the form of something discouraging. So if we're having thoughts about something that are discouraging, we know exactly the source and we can call that out and we can put the truth on that. I want to just share from my journal, just something that I wrote several years ago when things were feeling like super heavy. 
at our home and I was feeling like I'm doing it all wrong. Nothing's working out the way that I have been praying and planning for and teaching for. And one of our kids was really struggling just with some of those common traps that happen with technology and and just the relationships in our home and the anger and contention were just all time high. And I just, these thoughts were just swarming in my head. And I just want, I wrote them down on this notebook. I don't really keep a journal very good, but I was keeping a notebook at the time. And I wrote this down. I'm bombarded with these lies. You've parented the wrong way. If you would have done it better, things would be different. Your kids wouldn't be having these challenges. Things will never get better. Their life and your life are going to be wreckage and strain. They'll never get it. So can you just hear, can you hear how discouraging, how cruel some of those are? No, and I, I know that those aren't just thoughts that come to my mind that we all kind of wrestle with some of these and sometimes without almost even realizing it, but how can we put the truth on those in this notebook of mine? I just put a little heart and I like to just put a little heart when I like to just invite Heavenly Father to just, what do you think about that? I, I would love to hear your thoughts on that. So I wrote a little heart and I wrote, yes, Your parenting is filled with mistakes and holes. I felt like he was saying, of course, that's what we're doing. Um, It's also packed with growth. You are enlarged by 1000% from the time you started. Like progress, stay connected with me. Trust me, look at me. And then I just wrote that scripture, like look unto me in every thought. Doubt not and fear not. So I, I wrote a little note after that just saying, these words have an overriding sense of peace and hope. It covers my mess. It doesn't even make sense that I should feel peaceful. But those feelings could only come from the spirit. I, I love the idea of raising our awareness of those really tricky, those hard tactics, those cruel tactics of discouraging and the message that you're not enough. Just have a flag, like have a flag get raised as those show up in your mind. And we really can heighten our awareness. If I stopped right now for a few seconds and just asked you what you can hear, you would say, I don't hear anything. But if I said, I'm going to pay you $50 for everything that you hear, I'm just wait for a few seconds, then you might really zone in and feel like, actually, I can hear the fridge. I can hear, I heard something outside. I can hear the heater. As we try and just raise our awareness of things, we can, especially these kind of tactics, we can figure out how to call them out and get the truth on them. And so I just, I've loved that. I've loved learning that and applying that. So catching lies and correct them with the truth. And just know our loved ones are also hearing those kind of things. And so as we respond and interact with them, we can just know they're probably thinking, I didn't, I'm not doing very well in school. I'm, I'm probably dumb. Or we can just add the truth to their story. Like, I see so much potential in you. I watch how determined you are with your football or with your whatever. 
You're going to be so successful with whatever you do. Let's add the truth. Let's be part of that team. So I want to share just a few other truths and their tips that have have helped truth kind of surface for me. One of them is just things that you're already doing. It's called reminders in the routine. And I have just loved this one because sometimes when I think of what can I do to improve myself? I think it needs to have a lot more time. Like it's going to be a lot more time and it's going to cost a lot or something. And I just feel like right in our routine, we can help stay centered and keep our head on. I love the show, the war room where there's this older lady who is mentoring this younger, young married woman that's struggling with infidelity with her spouse. And she's really struggling. And this older lady shares how her battle plan for meeting some of her hearts are like, she battles in this war room and it's actually in her, I think it's in her closet and she's got all these um, scriptures and quotes and, and poems and stuff in there that just help her to stay centered and help her to fight some of these difficult things. And so that's what in on the back of my closet door, as I hear things, or as I hear a scripture that speaks to me, or somebody shares something somewhere, I just scribble it down or I write it down and I stick it on the back of that door. And that's a good place that I can go to stay centered and to find the truth about things. So another thing is to just help Heavenly Father know that you're listening. And so even just saying those words in my mind, I'm listening, it helps me to just kind of open the door for truth. One sweet girl in my neighborhood was sharing the other day that she's just a new married girl. And she was just saying, I just picture Christ sitting next to me in in my car as I drive to work. And I just thought, good for you. You know, she just says, I just have a little chat and I just picture him there. And I just think, isn't that powerful? So that's right in the routine. One routine that I like is just as I make my bed, it doesn't even take any brain power. I know exactly how to do it. And I don't even have to think. And I've never been somebody that's memorized things or had quotes from that I've kept track of or scriptures like that. But I've loved to, while I make my bed, I just pick something that I'm wanting to memorize and I just write it down or print it out and I stick it on my headboard. And as I'm making my bed, I just memorize that. I just say it over and over. Those things have come back to my mind in the the best of times and have helped me so much. So that's just in the routine. Another thing that's a little bit different than that, that can be right in your routine is just to remember to breathe. I've loved just even this morning, as I'm feeling kind of the anxiety building a little bit, just remember to breathe in. And because sometimes I start to hold my breath as, as things are difficult or get stressful and just breathing in. And I like to just say the words like I'm one with Christ and Christ is with me as I'm breathing. It doesn't even take any extra time. And it just adds an element that, that oxygen does as well as just to elevate your thoughts. Okay, the next tip is called baking soda basics. The idea is that adding like small things, small ingredients really expands and elevates. That's what it does, baking soda. I remember one early morning prayer, things were just feeling extra heavy. And I was just feeling like all this hard stuff is happening. And I'm feeling like 
where is God? Where, where are you? You know, I'm trying to do all this stuff. I'm trying to check all the boxes. I feel like my kids are getting pummeled. Like I was just lots of times I would pray and say, can you please bless, you know, my family, please help them to have experiences to help them see the savior and feel your love. And, and, but this morning I was just feeling desperate. I just felt like, like, can you see what's happening? Like, where are you? Honestly, do you care? And I remember thinking, having just a thought about the scriptures and how they would be just a, that's a help. And as that thought of the scriptures came to my mind, I thought, I'm sure I know there's good stuff in there. And I know that it's helpful and all that, but I need something specific. And I just felt the nudge like, yeah, you're going to find it there. You're going to find it. And I just thought about the time recently that I'd spent there in the scriptures and it wasn't really hardly any and how that useful tool I could use a little bit more in two of the scriptures that I've loved are um, second Nephi two, two. It's really easy one to memorize second Nephi two, two, where Lehi's talking to his son, Jacob, and he's, and I think he's getting close to dying. And he's just says, Jacob, you know, you're my firstborn in the wilderness and you've seen lots of hard stuff and you've been a part of lots of hard stuff. But he says that that heavenly father will consecrate your afflictions for your gain. And so basically you're going to get more than you ever gave. And it's going to be used for just this higher spiritual purpose. And lots of times we're able to see that. And as I've watched my own life and the lives of so many people I love and have gotten to know, I see that very thing happening. I see God consecrating afflictions for gain. And so I love that scripture. And one other scripture that I loved that I've just really hung on to is Mosiah 24, 14. That one, that one talks about that our burdens will be eased. I'll ease the burdens that are put upon your shoulders. And and he'll do that so that we can stand as a witness of him. And they'll also that we'll know that he visits, he visits his people in their afflictions. And so I loved, I love that. I think it's 24, maybe 14 and 15 or right. Those few verses right around there. Okay. The, the next tip is I call it the triple a approach. And it's just an approach for prayer that has just been it's no aha new thing. It's just really helped me to think about it this in this way. So like right now, if I were to say, I'd like to get a hold of the state president or the prophet or the president of the United States, there'd be like no chance, no chance that I could probably get a hold of any of those guys. And that maybe they would care about my issue or my problem. Some of them might not, but I love the idea that when we really think about it, that we can actually pray to our heavenly father is amazing. Amazing. We have access to his help and his thoughts. So the first A in the AAA approach is ask. Just sometimes I will just do about things and I'll just be like, oh, what should we do? How can I fix that? I should ask somebody, one of my neighbors or, but I forget I can ask heavenly father. And so I love to say, I'm listening. 
what do you think? I love those things. They've, they've helped me a lot. And just to keep a, a little notebook or something handy, maybe an app on your phone where you can show and write the things so that you can keep track of those. So ask is the first part of AAA and then be available. Like sometimes I'll ask and I feel like Heavenly Father was like, I was going to say, I have something to see. And I'm moving on to the everything else. I'm not, I'm not waiting for an answer. And I feel like almost has to interrupt to try and share his thoughts. And so maybe when we shower, maybe when we're driving somewhere, maybe while we're doing laundry, those are times that we can be available and just kind of set aside. Maybe I usually listen to music this time or just, but during my drive, but maybe I'm going to change that and just have that be a time that I'm available. And then the third part of that triple A is to act, to, to follow up on those notes and the things that you've heard and that have surfaced. So I just have this beautiful niece that had such a, a struggle with, with substance abuse and she's about 35 and, but it has just racked her life with hard things and lots of people that are close to her. Well, a couple of weeks ago, she um, showed up on the porch of my father-in-law with two bags and, and just said, I, I need to stay here. And her hope was to kind of hide out and keep using and just kind of not just have that as a place. And it's happened before she's come before and stayed for a long time. And it's been so difficult. Got lots of money from my father-in-law and taken things from him. And it just, I, we were just so concerned when she came again and he told us, Hey, I've got her here again. And just really worried for him and how, how we were going to help that not to be where she stayed with. And I was just really upset with her and just thought, I just wish you would go away. I don't care where, I don't care how long, I just want you to go away. And I'm just really frustrated with her. And we, my husband and I made a bunch of plans and phone calls and talked with the local law enforcement about how we could do this and what might happen with certain things. And just mostly was just feeling angry about her. And Saturday morning, we woke up and we knew we were going to go that day to a police officer was going to come and help that transition happen. If there happened to be, she happened to get super angry or do something crazy. And, but I woke up that morning and I just was laying in bed before everyone woke up and just asked Heavenly Father, you know, what, what do you think about this? You know, what do you see here? Is there anything I'm missing? And it was just so tender to have a picture of her with a little crown on her head and just realizing what what Heavenly Father saw in her and it just changed my approach. It changed my heart. We still, you know, it, we still have boundaries and we still were going to have her not stay there. But I I wrote her a little note and I printed out some resources that might help her and I got one of my coats and my boots and packed her a little bag and um, just of some toiletries and some snacks. And I am so grateful that we have access to his thoughts. And that is so powerful. It can really change our hearts. And I'm so, I watched that happen in my own life in small ways, even though 
honestly, half the time I don't do it like that. I just go ahead with my own stuff, but I just, that's something that we have access to. Okay. The next tip is to let the gospel be happy. I, sometimes we are so worried and full of fear. I think as other people look at our lives, our kids, or specifically, they think, now, why would I want to go do that? The gospel thing that you're doing, because it looks miserable. You know, it just doesn't look great. So nothing's drawing me over there. So I remember when one of my sons was about 17 years old and they decided they're not going to church. And when kids are 17, if they're not going to church, they're not going. (laughs) And I was just filled with fear as I watched this start to happen. I just, and I felt like I just want to him not to do that. I want him to go and want. So what I did was I was kind of quiet and cold and I accidentally like withheld my love. I wasn't meaning to purposely do that, but that in my effort to motivate him to change or to want to come, I was hoping that would do that. And that sounds crazy when you say it out loud, right? (laughs) But sometimes that's how we do. And I think we accidentally put the gospel in this ugly light because really the gospel does bring happiness. So waiting to be happy until everyone does things that we wanted or we hoped for might not ever happen. We might have to wait a long time. (laughs) So the gospel does bring happiness. And, you know, that true doctrine of the gospel does Christ, there's a lot of hope in Christ, how long he'll wait, how much he loves, how much he's in it and on it. So, and it also accounts for lots of wandering around and that's okay. That's totally okay. So I appreciated that. And then just, if we don't have the spirit, we just plain don't have to talk. It's okay. If we wait, sometimes we feel like I need to address this right now, right in the moment. And we don't have to address it right now. We can say, I'm going to, I need to think about what just happened here. I'm just not feeling like I'm in a good place to talk about it, but I need to think about it. And you can let people know later if you have a consequence or a (laughs) parental pronouncement, but it's saved me to just feel like right now I'm feeling angry or I'm feeling jealous or whatever it is. I just don't need to say anything right now. I can sit on that, think on that and respond when I feel like I'm in a better spot. So if there's just really discouragement and fear can really, they bang on my door probably daily. And sometimes they come in the house and unpack. So if you're feeling like there are minutes or months or moments where you're feeling this way and they're just feeling, you're feeling discouraged, it's not because you lack faith, you're faithless, or the things I used to think. Um, it's because we're alive. We're still learning about Christ's gospel and teachings and how to apply those. Give yourself some grace if you're feeling like, oh, I'm feeling it and I don't know how to get rid of it. Maybe it's because I'm not faithful enough or good enough. It's maybe because you're alive and we're experiencing life and it comes with some stretchy stuff. Next tip is to ditch false doctrine. Some, I feel like 
our culture accidentally adds or subtracts from what Christ intended with lots of his um, truths. And if you remember the analogy where, what do you call that? Where you have a, I can't think of the term, where you bring something to demonstrate a principle. And so you remember how one of our, like if you used to have a Sunday school teacher, or maybe you did it yourself, where you bring two pieces of gum and one of the pieces of gum is just this clean, fresh, new piece of gum. And the other piece of gum, the teacher puts in their mouth and chews up and then puts in their other hand. So you've got a, a clean new piece of gum, a chewed up gum. And they're trying to teach about like sexual purity or, and just saying this piece of gum that's been chewed on, nobody's going to want that. It's like worthless, throw in the garbage. Moms, that is just like a slap in the face of the atonement, you know, the atonement does not teach that. Can our choices, I mean, do they, can we bring difficult factors to our lives by our choices? Yeah, we do. It does. And, but is all hope lost? Definitely not a big, no, not with the God I know, you know, so anytime we can turn to him and he will just consecrate our efforts and take things that we thought looked like ashes and make something beautiful out of them. I've watched it happen. And that is the truth. So God doesn't stand with a clipboard, like ready to mark mistakes. That's kind of how I saw him for a long time, like holding this clipboard. Okay. Yeah, that was a mistake, a mistake. That's not what he does. That's hopeless. That's not how he looks. He looks like his hands are stretched out. And he's saying, get up again, just like a parent would with a toddler learning to bog. That's his posture. That's how he looks. That's how I think of him. There's this song called Truth Be Told. I think it's Matt West. I can't remember his name, but it's called Truth Be Told. And he kind of calls Christians out for this saying one thing or preaching one thing and then not really like this false doctrine kind of thing. And part of the words in this song, truth be told, say this, it says, there's a sign on the door talking about the door of the church that says, come as you are, but I doubt it because if we lived like that was true, every Sunday morning pew would be crowded. Like if people felt like they could come as they are, it would, you know, it be so much better. So just picture him with his hands outstretched and use that posture with our parenting. Just try so hard to, to do that. When I, we came home from dropping my niece off at the homeless shelter, she actually took several of those bags, just dropped them on the ground and walked off in another direction and said, I'm not staying here. I'm not going here. And she left the coat and the stuff in the car that I had brought, you know, sometimes people aren't going to pat you on the back or thank you for your efforts. It's okay. Do them anyway, do them anyway. And when we got home, my 17 year old son was asking how it went and how did it go? And I, I, I just said to him, you know, she can turn at any time. The atonement allows for that with all of us. I just want my kids to know that too. And I want myself to know that it's just so beautiful to know that we can do that. I love that tooth. 
Okay. So the, the next one is just to take off our mortal watch. And sometimes we, we have this time frame that we're thinking things should be done in, but just God doesn't see it like that. Just picture yourself standing on this road that goes forever in one direction and forever in the other direction. And you're just standing on it. This is our little time with our time here on earth. And we don't have to put bookends on it. We can wait upon him. Remember President Eyring said when he was expressing his concern about family members and their choices to one of the apostles, and they said, you're worrying about the wrong problem. You know, just live worthy of the celestial kingdom and the family arrangements will be more wonderful than you can imagine. Well, I love those thoughts. Okay, being okay without some answers. Like we have things that are our, part of our experience that don't have answers to them. This is a little, this is a Lego structure that my son built several years ago. And it has hundreds of pieces to it. You know, it just took a long time to build and it had a manual and it has all these pieces that fit so snugly and perfectly. But also when he got done building that Lego structure, there were these pieces still left and he'd used all the ones that were in the directions. And because these pieces don't have a place that we can see, it doesn't mean we have to throw the whole structure away. I took that Lego structure to primary while I was thinking about this. What do we do with things we don't have answers for? And I told one of the, the boys in the primary, I was teaching sharing time. Can you come up to the front? And I had a garbage can right there and just said, I want you to just throw this Lego structure in the garbage because it's not good anymore because we don't have the answers to these pieces. We don't have a place to fit them. And his look on his face was just like, there's no way I'm throwing that in the garbage. That is important thing. And so let's be careful if we don't have some answers or there are some intense situations or hard questions that there are conflicts that are not going away. You know, neither is Christ. He's not going away. And let's, I loved what I listened to the resource, Don't Miss This, that helps to study the Doctrine and Covenants. And this week's study about the Articles of Faith and the, the Declarations is so awesome because they talked to a man, Brother Johnson, who's a Black state president in Kirtland. And they're just asking him about this. What about Blacks and the priesthood and, and mistakes that were made and people that um, did things wrong? And he just said, my testimony is in Jesus Christ and his gospel. It's not in a leader or even in the church. And I just appreciated his perspective that, you know, what do we do with some of these questions? He's like, we have them and we don't just have to disregard or pretend like they're not there, but we can look at them through the lens of faith and, and maybe not hold them right up next to our face and think about them. Maybe we hold them down a little bit so we can still see some of the other truths, you know, in the forefront as we're trying to work through some of those. I do have just one final thought. Can I share that, Karen? Go for it. Yeah. Okay. Just, I just want to add this thought at the end about not letting differences divide us. 
There's so many differences right now, political views, differences in our economical status or religion or race or differences in what we think about masks or vaccines. Or, and one special um, th thing that's dear to my heart is I have several amazing people I love that identify as LGBTQ. And I just, it's been one of my best tutors to have a chance to be up close to some of these just genuine, deep, beautiful people. And my brother is, is one of those people who identifies as gay and his, him and his beautiful husband are just great people. I just love them. And knowing a little bit about his story and our families trying to figure out how do we, how do we respond to this? And I've just loved watching my dear parents as they have chose to, this is what we're going to do. We're going to love this is what we're, this is how we're going to do this. And it's just been amazing to learn. But a few years ago, I called him and just said, hey, I just want to tell you how sorry I am. I haven't been very supportive or very, um, I wasn't even there at your wedding. I hardly acknowledged that. I, I just didn't know. I've learned so much. But that I have just appreciated thinking it's okay if we feel different about things. I want to just invite you, like what Brene Brown says, I love how she says, it's hard to hate up close. So move in. Let's move in when we think of these divisions or this, this hate or this conflict that sometimes we have when people are different than we know or that we are. Let's be careful to just move in and learn how to love and be so careful of our words and our posture. Like they can be the source of just deep pain that we never in a million years intended. So I just want to emphasize that the gospel brings hope right in the middle of hard and let's not retreat. You know, even though like in the words of the let us all press on song, like we will not retreat, though our numbers may be few, you know, as we look around and compare it with the opposite host in view, you know, we will be aided, we'll be aided on this process. And there's lots of reason to be happy and feel joy, mostly just because there is a savior and we're blessed to know about him. So I just appreciate you letting me take some time today and and being here to, to listen, I've just learned so much from you and been so grateful for the resources here at Mothers Who Know. What a huge blessing and just grateful for that. Thanks for taking your time to be here this morning. Karen, I'm going to hand it back over to you. Thank you so much, BJ. Amen. Thank you. So beautifully done. We're so grateful. Thank you so much. BJ, we love you. We're so grateful for you sharing with us your tips from the trenches. And it's been so neat to hear from you because we all have so much, many of us here have so much love and respect and appreciation for your influence in our life. So thank you for your efforts and your heart and your care for us today. We just really appreciate it. And we, we know it was genuine because we know you. We've gotten to know you. So thank you for that. But BJ, before we go, could you just share maybe a final, your final message of hope with us? Thanks, BJ. 
Okay, thank you so much for the opportunity. And just like I said before, just linking arms with all of you and having a Christ-centered forum to connect the dots of some of the experiences in my life has just been so valuable, just such a blessing to me. And I just really appreciate all of you and the, and the opportunity to collect my thoughts and put pen to paper, you know, it's been just such a blessing at this, especially right now during Christmas time. But I just, I was trying to think of what to maybe just share as just a, a final thought to just leave with you. And I've loved a song and I didn't look it up, but it's called Blessings, I believe. And I think it's by Lara Story. And I just feel like it sums up lots of what we've been talking about today in such a beautiful way. But in the song, it says, what if our blessings or what if your blessings come through raindrops? What if your healing comes through tears? And what if a thousand sleepless nights are what it takes to know he's near? Like, what if trials in this life are his mercies in disguise? I love those words and I love that song and there's just truth all around it. It's just beautiful. I just want to remind you that Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ are real. They're not just a, a nice thing that global people believe to try and help themselves feel better. You know, I remember Jesse Ventura, like the former all-star wrestler, and then I think he was a governor of Florida or something, but I remember him saying while I was young, you know, religion is a crutch for the weak. And as I let that process and think about that, I just thought, oh, it's so much more than a crutch. It's like the stretcher, like it is, and it's for the humble and the strong and the determined, you know, if you probably found that you've loved, like you never knew possible and you've witnessed God working and you've found yourself getting acquainted with him. You found, you know, yourself less judgmental, you know, we're doing it. We're doing it. And this is plan A. It's not plan B to work through and do our bumpy best along this road. So thanks again for just spending some time this morning. I hope that you felt that the spotlight has been on the savior. And I hope that you felt drawn to him and just the healing and hope that he adds to everything. So just love you all. Thanks so much. And just Thanks for letting me come today. Thank you so much, BJ. Yeah, thanks, BJ. And Merry Christmas to you and all of us here. Merry Christmas, ladies. Thanks for being here. We want to especially thank just the three women, Jessica and Shauna and BJ, who've been involved in this Stay by the Tree, messages of hope from moms. So thanks for that been such a great thing. I'm just going to share some things with you. So we do this Stay by the Tree webinar series, Messages of Hope, after each one of our Mom Power training series. So we have an eight-week, nine-week-ish training series that we have this free resource for all moms to come to. And then we have another one of these three-week webinar series. And again, it will be free and available for anyone you want to share it with. You can access that at mompowertraining.org to find registration for that. If, you, if you're thinking, but wait, 
I'm not going to remember this. I'm going to need someone to send me an email to remind me about this. Will you just write down mothers who know at lifechangingservices.org. That is our email address. And you can reach out and tell us you would like a reminder. So that's mothers who know at lifechangingservices.org. And then yes, please come. Thanks so much for joining us today. We're so grateful for your time and so thankful for the spirit that's been here. Thanks, ladies, for staying and listening. Appreciate you gals. Thank you so much, ladies. Love you. We'll see you soon. And again, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And let's be praying for each other. But just remember, whenever we're feeling this and loss of hope, there are so there are lies in that. Those feelings are real. We do have those feelings, but there are lies in that affecting us. And so to just think, how can I run, stay, cling to the Savior? Stay by the tree and keep the spirit God gave me a power, love, and sound mind. Love you, ladies. Thank you for being with us today, Warrior Moms. I invite you to make a donation at the top of our website, mothersyouknow.org. Any amount you can afford today will help us keep Mothers Who Know services free for all moms. Thank you so much for your generosity. Moms, remember your divine identity and great worth. Continue in your courageous efforts to support God's great work. Notice the miracles you see every day, the evidence of the Savior's love and mercy. Find the message in your message. Reach out and share the principles you learn in Mothers Who Know with other mothers. You are God's secret weapon for good in this world. Finally, a few pieces of information for you. I recommend a few other podcast channels to listen to. Like Dragons Do They Fight podcast, that includes interviews and stories with those that have struggled and overcome something in their life. And the Eternal Warriors podcast, hosted by two YSAA young men who share their story, teach valuable lessons, and interview special guests. You can follow us on our social media pages on Facebook under mothersyouknow.lcs or search for Mothers You Know and on Instagram, username at mothers underscore who know. Last, if you would like additional support and training, please go to mompowertraining.com to sign up for the next eight-week mom power training class for all moms. You can also go to the Mothers You Know website at mothersyouknow.org or our parent company, Life Changing Services, at lifechangingservices.org to learn more about our excellent services to support you and your loved ones. Thank you so much for listening today. Please feel free to email me anytime with questions or to set up a complimentary 30-minute appointment to visit. Please email me at mothersyouknow at lifechangingservices.org. Looking forward to hearing from you amazing moms. See you next time.